Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show with me and Andy. Well, we chatted about sailing, believe it or not. Um... We don't know much about it. We're working on the basis you don't know a great deal about it either. But someone who does, the guy called Alec Wilkinson, and we're at, on the cusp of greatness in the world of sailing. So we got a kind of idiot's guide, us being the idiots, of course, uh, into what's going on. We hope you enjoy that. Martin Kellner joined us and looked at some of the um, uh, sport on TV he'd watched this week. Um, we also had Mike Ward from a non-sporting point of view. He caught up with us and marked your card. Plus, we had a conversation about various things. Including Summy, uh, Summy, including Summer Monty's Fulham. Andy is obsessed with a woman, as you'll discover as we hear this. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. It must be a really slow news day when Summer Monty's Fulham have improved but will still go down. It's on the front page of the Sun. Yes. With a two-page two article inside the paper. Yeah. Honestly, it's unbelievable. The quotes are brilliant as well. They're really funny. I, mean, I devoured it. Well, I know. I haven't, I've got to be honest, I haven't read it. <laughs> haven't you? You should do, <laughs> Haven't really. you? Have I missed out? <laughs> you have. Oh, OK, <laughs> fair enough. Well, bring, me, bring us the highlights then. This is the former squeeze of uh, celebrity baker Paul Hollywood, yeah. who, has, who is parlaying a career from their short dalliance. <laughs> I can think of no other way to put it. And it's, it's working out pretty well if you're on the cover of a, of a national tabloid newspaper. Um, so what, what has she, what's she told us this time? She says, I like a guy in his 30s or younger. Well, that's you out of the picture then, isn't it? (laughs) Well, that's very much me out of the picture. Not self-obsessed and decent at baking. So I I couldn't work out from that whether she wants somebody (laughs) who is decent at baking or not. Mm. I never expected to be famous. I just went about trying to live my life normally. Yeah, like standing in front of photographers that you knew were going to be there. Very normal (laughs) indeed. (laughs) It's tremendous, isn't it? Well, it's... Uh, Uh, I'm sorry, Carrie, there's more. No, if you've got more... Oh, yes, I've got more. She's up for... She's up for Strictly. She's of course, quite she's a good up for dancer. Strictly. <laughs> yes. I've had a few offers, she said. Oh, yeah, you're great. And, quite um, a lot of them from More <laughs> 4, I would imagine. Or uh, yeah. quite a lot of stuff. Or ITV2. While she insists she never went looking for fame, oh Hmm. no, Uh, she took to it like a proverbial duck to water after being thrust into the limelight by her silver-haired ex. (laughs) I'm grateful for any opportunity that comes up, though I love the modelling stuff and I'd be interested in TV presenting something involving animals. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Chris Packham. (laughs) Come and get me, please, to Chris Packham. (laughs) You don't often get that, do you, in the world of TV? Well, it's uh, back to football. Oh, God. No, I was going to say, before we go on to the football, huge day for the Beckham mm. family, of course. Uh, oh, yes. It's always a proud moment for parents <laughs> when your uh, kids have their first tattoo. <laughs> Romeo's had, so. uh, he's had an eagle on his right leg, so he's kicked off with an eagle on his right leg. 
And, um, yeah, so the, the first of many, I'm guessing. But, uh, anyway, congratulations, uh, congratulations to everybody. It's grim, isn't it? Well, it's, no, well, it's <laughs> it not necessarily. It's a personal choice, but, you know, they are oh, a multi-tattooed you know. family, so it's good that the, the are. kids are kicking in with their own range of tattoos. Now, um, now what's, lot, what's grim is that you write about somebody's kids yeah. because they're famous. That's mm. what's grim for me. But there we go. Fair enough. So, Andy, um, I, I've got to be mm. honest, I, I didn't watch my watch the highlights of your game last night. I was expecting it to be a bit more of a procession, but um, it wasn't. But they gave you a good game, Barnes. You had a couple of good Very Chances, good game. Didn't they? Uh, it's as good a press as I've seen for a long time. Wow. I mean, they put impressive. So much in. Every time a Chelsea player got the ball, there were three men around him. Yeah, absolutely. Every that time they it kept the it up. They did a good job. They kept they? it up the whole time. Yes, I mean they were unlucky not to score. Good save from Kepper. I didn't know much about it, but it was a good save. Yeah, uh, it was a penalty made, on Abraham. Made himself but, big, you know. and it definitely was a penalty. Abraham. Yeah. I mean, this is this I thing felt about for Martin Atkinson though, because you could see he was fooled by the run of the ball, the way the ball went. After the tackle, it looked like he'd played the ball, but of course he played the foot. But that's that's lack of VAR, you know, whether you like it or not, they, those don't go through. Um, and so, you've, who you got next round? Remind me, you got Sheffield United at home. Sheffield United away. Oh, away. away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Fair enough. So that could be. I very much enjoyed our old friend Darren Can, the Premier League linesman on, not Reinsman, I don't know what that is, <laughs> Premier League linesman yes. on uh, Pointless. You pointed out that he was on there. He didn't do a spoiler for me, so we, we'd, re- we'd actually uh, recorded it, so we watched it. Mm. And uh, although his mate was very good, he seemed to be doing all the work, it was Darren who took the points with a fine uh, answer on Shirley Robertson, yes, the Olympic right. sailor. Tremendous. There was a bit of a delay while VAR looked to see if Darren's partner was standing in front of him at the podium because that's offside in yeah, pointless i think it is yeah there was no, not certainly that. not daylight there was there i think we all <laughs> no. noticed that Did you, I, I, I want to say stephen hoskins i want to salute stephen he has turned um his mobility scooter in landodno in north wales into a fairground dodgem so that's great isn't it so he's he's got an old dodgem from the 70s he's picked one up somewhere on ebay or whatever oh, and he's put it over the top of his mobility scooter oh, i had so, it the other way around i thought no. he meant he'd taken his wheelchair and put, turned it into a dodge and he was using it on the dodge oh, no. the other well, way around well, why was, how could you then <laughs> ever use it once you got someone would have to lift you off the dodgems you haven't really thought that more. through but what I mean, if you live in land i know what a sight he must be coming down the road suddenly he's yes. there and suddenly an old teddy boy jumps on the back of it and starts Starts chatting him up. <laughs> Ask your dad, no, kids. That's what the sort of thing a, that you said. I know what you're talking the about. Yeah, of course you Throw do, the yeah. change at you. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, this is an amazing story. <laughs> the owner of a digital gallery has had pictures of cows and in the England cricket team buildings blocked by Facebook for containing overtly sexual content. The yeah. England cricket team. Oh, that Jack Leach, he's such a hunk, isn't he? Gets yeah. me going. <laughs> what a strange story. Can anyway, I, they reinstated them. I don't know why they Can I just say them. that uh, there are plenty of things to complain about on social media. They're copious things, as we saw yesterday in that mm. uh, letter from all the stakeholders in English football to mm. the main social media companies. One of them, though, is not to complain and get upset with Marine when they put out a jokey little tweet about Everton beating Spurs. Whatever the relationship between mm-hmm. Marine 
and Tottenham. They're a club in Crosby. You know, they're in sort of they're on Merseyside. There's a lot uh, of Evertonians yeah, yeah, yeah. here. I hadn't thought about that. Because yeah, I, saw, I saw um, an apology from Marine, because I started following them when we had the cup tie and stuff. And mm. it said, we put something out. It was just a bit of fun. We're sorry we upset Tottenham fans. We have a great relationship. We'll never forget what you did. And I thought, yeah, so yeah, what, yeah. what did they say? What they actually did, they set up uh, an Avengers film poster with a superhero's faces replaced with those of the Toffees players. And it said something like, thanks, Everton. I think it's what we call banter, isn't it, in the world no, of football? I think it is. Yeah, and yeah. I felt for them. They have to apologise for that. I mean, grow up. If you complained about that, which was clearly a bit of fun when they're a local club, grow up, really, honestly. Absolutely. With everything else that's going on on social media. So you've got nothing, nothing to apologise for, Marine. So, um, now, oh, yeah, go on, carry yeah, on, quick one from on. Oh, just very quick one. No, just finally, because there was a nice piece about Hoiberg and when he was at um, Bayern Munich, Munich under yeah. Pep. And there was a shot of them both in that traditional shot they always do at Oktoberfest, the Lederhosen. Yeah. And most people look absolutely terrible. Hoiberg didn't look terrific. But Pep somehow managed to look cool wearing Lederhosen. That does yeah. take some doing, I have to say. You so are at home, Andy. Good. You had me down because I was not going to try and override. You are at home to Sheffield United. You're, it's, it's, oh, it's, sorry. It, yeah, it's at I your place. I mean, a number of the okay. listeners immediately have come on. Mick and, uh, and the House oh, of yeah. Hammer, they've said, yeah, it's your... Oh, yeah. I did think that. but they called for me to be sacked for getting it wrong. No, I did I did there's gonna be a lot of complaints on social media about it. I'm sure there will be get yeah. rid of him. I did I, I was gonna bow you on superior knowledge, but there we are. Uh, you are yeah, at home. Oh well there we go. And oh that's good news. We have a new Lampard and Gerard. So the phone ins are secure for the Euros and the World Cup. Because Wayne Rooney wants to see Phil Foden and Jack Grealish playing together. Yeah. At the Euros, so, but can they? Oh eight seven one seven. Can they play together? That's going to be the burning question for the next five years. We've needed this. Well, on those quiet yeah. phoning days when we've just needed yeah. Lampard, Gerrard, Foden, uh, Grealish, Foden, Grealish, Madison. We can start. We'll add that into Ma- Mount. 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 Can we put all four of them? Can they play together? <laughs> probably, but that is probably pushing it. A bit. Go on, Gareth. Go on, Gareth. Do it. All four of them together. He's got he's got a kind of a embarrassment of riches, though, in certain yeah. positions, in certain areas, and then he's got sort of slightly glaring holes. So it's going to be interesting what he does, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Blimey, we nearly had a serious football chat then. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Sanitising the ball was great news for the Aussie one-day keeper, Alex Carex. Oh, nice. You don't want your sanitizer <laughs> cricketers. You would have liked it. Yes, we did the Italian cricketers. We didn't really have a lot of time to do it because um, Christian Vieira, he wants to play cricket for Italy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. So uh, we talked about merely bowling is watch a gun Doozra. Uh, <laughs> it went a bit de- it went down that route uh, some one of the listeners uh, sent one to Max in the evening Max never let up he was sending him all night just to annoy me Imran Vatican you can imagine um, but thanks for those yesterday the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast we're talking sailing and um Great Britain never won the America's Cup. You would have heard the America's Cup, I'm sure. Yeah. They've actually competed for it. We never won it. I didn't know that. No, wow. never won it. We've never, we haven't competed for it since 1964. But uh, we now find ourselves in the Prada Cup final on the cusp uh, of being in the America's Cup. We take on Italy. And look, got to, we don't do a lot of sailing on uh, talk sport. It may not be your thing, but there are a few touchstones here. Sir Ben Ainsley, uh, you'll know uh, as the, the skipper, 
uh, Olympic uh, gold medal winning uh, sailor and uh, Jim Ratcliffe Jim, Sir Jim Ratcliffe of course from Ineos owns the cycling team mm. has been linked to lots of football teams and possible ownership in the Premier League and he's right behind uh, the Britannia um, boat joining us now a man who knows a heck of a lot more than us and he'll have to forgive us for our ignorance from the Sailing Uncovered YouTube channel and more um, Alec Wilkinson good afternoon Alec Good afternoon. How are you guys? Yeah, look, yeah. we'll get we'll get stuff wrong. We are a pair of idiots when it comes to sailing, but <laughs> but we're interested to sort of educate ourselves and the listeners because this is going to be on TV, and we just know we come through this, which I know a lot of the experts from what I read do think that we could find ourselves in the America's Cup and the country will go sailing, do lally. It'll be all over the pages of the tabloid. So we're trying to get in early. But what my summation there? Did I get anything hopelessly wrong, or was that roughly correct? Do you know what? You've got everything absolutely correct. Oh, wow. So, so you passed the first test. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the feeling is that, that, that we've really got a good chance of... of is, so once, if we win the Prada Cup, will we be in the America's Cup? Yes. So uh, the Prada Cup, it's uh, the first to seven victories. So it's best of 13. Uh, so, you know, we're seven, seven wins away, uh, you could say, from, um, from making the America's Cup. Um, at the America's Cup, we then have to face the defenders who are Emirates Team New Zealand, who won it last time around. Um, I think this is probably the best chance we've had in decades and decades. Um, and remember, this, this trophy was first competed for in 1851 mm. on British waters, where we lost it. And we've never won it back. So, <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> oh dear! Yes. So um, you know, this is this is one of the the pinnacle international trophies in sport, and it's about time this country won it. And that's what Ben Ainsley is all about. Um, and we got what a chance. Be, oh, go hmm. so I was going to say, have we, have we got a chance? Well, um, look, the last America's Cup in Bermuda, um, the the British boat. Um, it, again, it was a Ben Ainsley team. The British boat just wasn't up to it. This time, they seem to have a machine that could get them to uh, to at least the America's Cup final. Is it? We just had a cricket discussion about the pitch. And would you say it's the same thing in sailing the wind? Because I was reading about this this morning that the, the British boat is quick in the breeze, but not so good in light wind. So is that one of the key factors when you're watching sailing? Yeah, I mean, so, so the wind, the wind is your fuel, um, and your engine is 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 the sail to a certain extent. And and these boats, if you haven't seen them, they've got big foils on either side, so they're actually flying over the water. Um, so it's an amazing sight, and you should you should check it check it out. Um, so yeah, it is about the wind. And, and what's interesting is that uh, you know Ineos Team UK in the in the, the build-up in the qualification to get to this point were good in the breeze. Luna Rossa, the Italian team, um, were better in light in light breeze. So everyone's got their eye on the weather forecast for for tonight because um, it's it's happening overnight our time in New Zealand uh, to see what what the conditions will be like. The, the British ship costs 110 million. From what I've read about it, it's a real state of the art, and in a lot of ways, it's, it's the most impressive boat of, of all of them going for the America's Cup. I mean, it's a, a huge financial commitment by Sir Jim Ratcliffe, yeah. isn't it? It is, and it's, it's a bonkers amount of money. Um, but we are talking about you know the Formula One of sailing, mm. and um, I'm not sure what a Formula One team spends, but you're looking at similar sort of uh, money. 
And, um, you know, last time I was talking about, you know, the boat wasn't quite up to it in the last challenge that Ben Ainsley put in. They probably spent half the amount of money they spent on this one. Um, so, you know, it's a big discussion around the sport. Is it too expensive? Is it not too expensive? But right now, where we are, um, you know, he's, he's got a, a pretty good boat. I mean, he has spent an awful lot of Jim Radcliffe's money on it. And you mentioned Ben Ainsley there as the skip, but it's not just him, is it? I mean, there's obviously a whole team of, but how many people are on the actual boat? Crew of 11, including, uh, including Ben. Um, and uh, another one you mentioned, actually, so uh, is Giles Scott, who's also an Olympic gold medalist oh. um, and will be going to Tokyo um, in the summer as well. So he's got, you know, massive amount of experience on, on board. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how they come out of it. Are, are the Kiwis dominant generally in this? Is it Australians and Kiwis all the way? Is that the way it's tended to work? Why, why kind of Britain get frozen out? So the Kiwis, I mean, sailing is, you know, sailing and rugby are their two national sports. Mm. And um, if you, if you, uh, if you tune in tonight, it's live on Sky Sports and, and you look at some of the pictures of the crowds there because they haven't got the, this coronavirus lockdown there. They're all mm. free to roam. Um, you know, they've had 200,000 people through the, the race village to watch on big screens and, and watch what's happening out on the water. Um, so it's a real, uh, it'll make you feel good. There'll be sunshine. There'll be some fantastic boats and machines going really fast. And you'll see people in close proximity to each other having fun. Remember what that was like. Yeah, those were the days. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, finally, now, if we come through this, we win this Prada Cup and we find ourselves in the America's Cup, when will it happen? And what sort of format is this? You said this is a 13 race, uh, sort of best yeah. of 13. What is the America's Cup format? And when can we enjoy it potentially? Yeah, that will be the same format. So it's the first one to win seven races. Um, it starts in early March. Um, so they've got a few, um, I think it's 10 days to two weeks off to uh, sort their boat out. Um, whoever comes through this, you know, um, make whatever changes they want. And then they're away again um, against the Kiwis uh, at the start of March. Fantastic. Well, you've whetted our appetite. Uh, Only I'm getting up at 2am, me. Yeah, and uh, and you can start for the cricket then, Andy. That'd be brilliant. Um, So, (laughs) Alex, you're going to be doing this on Sailing Uncovered on YouTube, I take it. You'll be following all this. Yep. I mean, if if you like um, big fart machines, um, uh, have a look at the uh, Sailing Uncovered YouTube channel. There's lots of it, it's boat porn. Um, <laughs> so have a have a look at that. It's it's, it's good fun, and uh, and we'll be um, covering these races there as well. Brilliant. Thanks for your expertise, Brilliant. Alec. Thanks very much. Great. So uh, I've only ever been yes, I've only ever been sailing once, yeah. and uh, I didn't realise that the sail comes swinging across on any <laughs> clock me. Oh, that would have been funny. Really, it, not it you in the water. <laughs> it actually, might have killed you. It wouldn't have been quite so funny. But no. honestly, if we get through to the America's Cup, it will be all over the papers. It will be Summer Monty's yeah. following we'll well. We'll do a shore from yeah. there. She'll be in, in there. Months. Summer Monty's Fulham in a sailing app. Summer Monty's Fulham will do well, get anything at Goodison at the weekend. And she'll be there in a sailor's outfit and probably not much else saying, come on, Sir Ben, you can do it. Cheryl Baker from Bucks Fizz. They'll all be like, all of the, you know, every all your celebs, half the East Enders cast will be dressed as sailors. They'll get right into it. I can see it. it now. We got in early. Remember where you heard it first. Uh, Andy, you gave us um, a cricket-based sanitizer. Who was it again? Can you remind us? The Aussie uh, one-day keeper, Alex Carex. Alex Carex, Jeff Peters, the official scorer of, uh, <laughs> of uh, birthday spread and our man in the East Midlands. Daniel Detolori. 
That's not great. Uh, Moeen Aloe Vera. Thank you, caller. Um, Jack Bleach says Jason from Birmingham going That's old very school. Good. And I like that. Jeff Boycott from Denzel, the Chelsea fan. So, Jeff, you get it? Jeff Boycott. Jeff Boycott. Jeff Boycott. Yeah, you give me the thousand-yard stare down Sorry, the phone I there. I couldn't hear Jeff. I only heard Jeff. I was thinking, Jeff Boycott. Jeff Boycott. That's not much of a sanitizer, really. I could be a sanitizer, lads. I could sanitize what I like. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy, anything else you want to share with the class? I've got a lovely pointless survey for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Liverpool pipped Kent as the area that watched the most rom-coms on the big screen in the past year. It says showcase cinemas. Well, surely they were, nobody watched anything on a big <laughs> screen, but there we go. I suppose some people did. Um, but uh, I wonder how they actually even found that out or even why they bothered. But there yeah, that's probably more make, to the it point. It did make pointless survey. Uh, Andy, so, I've, I'm going to... We, we, we did sailing earlier on. We don't do a lot of netball. We've done we've done bits of uh, netball, mm. uh, of course, mainly international stuff. But it's back tonight. The netball is back. I like netball. The, it's, it good is, sport. It's, a, it's a good telly sport. It works very very mm. well, doesn't it? And uh, it's back it's this evening. Sailing, to be honest. And I bring, well, yeah, I don't <laughs> know yet, Andy. Until you go up at two lot, o'clock in the morning and watch the sailing. <laughs> I think all the games are going to be on Sky. So it's a real shop mm. window for for netball and um, Leeds fans, and certainly Leeds Rhinos. Rugby league fans will be getting right behind Leeds Rhinos netball team. They've started. Mm. Uh, they've got a netball franchise now, so they're wearing all the Rhinos colours. And saw You're Kevin right. Simfield interviewed talking about it and uh, uh, about it all kind of rooting for. Them. So great, isn't it? You can look out for yeah. Leeds fans. Look out for Leeds Rhinos, and I think they play the first televised game this season. Goal shooters. They're going to they're going to kick it out. Yeah, we get <laughs> Ray French doing. So, oh, she's got away. Be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that. That'll be good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, that music, of course, signals the arrival of Martin Kellner, squad number nine, with a week of sport on TV. Things maybe you've you've missed uh, during the week. Documentaries buried away somewhere on your 
on your... Uh, I can't think of the word. Um, uh, what do you call it? It doesn't matter. Anyway, buried away. And uh, Martin unearths them for you. He unearths the nuggets for you. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. Uh, first of all, a bit of a warning. My uh, internet is all over the place oh. uh, today, which I take it is because of the cold weather and the snow on top of the wires and things. But um, <laughs> Is that a TV? Yeah. Is, that the kind of, is that the communications work, you think? You think the cold weather? I suppose it can affect it. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it, well, all of a sudden it's, it's just gone uh, bananas and I'm getting a, a sign which says no connection, but I take it I am connected. Oh, yeah, we can, can hear we can you. Hear you. Oh, yeah. You're sounding all right so far. So well, we'll, we'll crack on there, Martin. What's let's the first thing on. you watch this week? Well, let's go to Francesco Totti. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this, yeah. And okay. Um, the world's probably the world's most mushuggy derby, which is a Lazio versus uh, Roma. Mm. Lots mm. of uh, lots of footage in this uh, in this one because uh, Totti played for Roma for twenty five years. You know, unusual in this uh, you know in, the, in current uh, times. And um, what struck me about this documentary was it's called My Name Is Francesco Totti. It's two hours long. Wow. Um, and it sort of looked like a sort of posh Italian film, you know, one of those, like it might be Antonioni or the, the well-known Irish uh, film director Berto Lucci, one of those people. Um, but it, thank you. It is. I'm struggling with this line. I have to tell you. Um, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's. See what's struggling about this is. It looks as though he's been, life is being filmed since he was born. Almost. You know, it starts with a scene of him sort of playing football on the beach at hmm. the age of two years old. And he seems to have been followed by cameras sort of everywhere. Either his family was filming him, and then, of course, later on, um, when, he, uh, when he signed for Roma, very much a Roma family, you know, not, uh, not connected with Lazio or any other uh, Roman team at all. He had to play uh, for Roma. Um, and uh, some great scenes. Anyway, if you like to see sort of, um, you know, um, ridiculous scenes of, uh, of uh, football mayhem, lots of those in these derbies that, derbies that he played. Uh, between Lazio and Rome, uh, and of course, um, you know, re- re- it's well worth watching if you're interested in any way in uh, Italian football. Um, the other one I watched, uh, big documentary, was The End of the Storm, oh, which right. you, you've obviously seen um, advertised on TV. Mm. Because uh, it's advertised quite heavily uh, on Sky Documentaries, described as an ambitious cinematic feature film Ooh. that tells a story 30 years in the making. Step inside Liverpool Football Club and witness the end of the storm. Mm. Uh, and um, it's mainly about Klopp, basically. And oh. we know, we sort of know the story of Klopp, but it's it's well made. Uh, and certainly, if you're a Liverpool fan anywhere in the world, and it does sort of stress the worldwide uh, connection of the Liverpool brand. But if you, yeah, if you are a Liverpool fan anywhere in the world, yeah, you'd be keen on this. First match, uh, of course, under Klopp's stewardship was at Spurs. You'd remember that one? Nil-nil, uh, wasn't it? I remember it being, uh, yeah, it was a, a, the two of them sort of, I think, it, I, I always remember the look on James Milner's face when he went off. He thought, Blimey, we've got to do this every week. He like, absolutely, <laughs> he was breathing out of his backside. But I, th- I think he got up to pace as he's proved subsequently. But yeah, they, yeah. it was yeah. two sides pressing like crazy that day. It was fairly mad. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, it goes in the story from there where Klopp realises that uh, he says even warming up, he could see we were second best, or Liverpool were second best uh, to Spurs. Um, and beyond that, of course, he um, you know he bought good players. He bought Mane, he bought uh, Van Dijk, and mm. it covers uh, those uh, those transfers and everything. Um, but he also tells the story of how um, uh, you'll never walk alone, of course, from uh, Carousel, is uh, even long before he had any connection with Liverpool, was his, uh, was his favourite song. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so he, he talks about that. And, of course, the uh, reference to the end of the storm is, you know, when you walk through the storm, etc., Ironic it's being shown now when, uh, you know, we see that you know, they have feet of clay in Liverpool. So it's just an ironic time to release it, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. the storm is back in walking through the storm uh, yeah. yet again this the, season. And you've also watched, I'm not seeing this, this is a Judy Murray documentary. Oh, that was shocking. Uh, I mean, basically, the, the documentary was, well, it was just a love affair with Judy Murray. She was, you know, the uh, the questions were on the lines of, you know, how, how did you get to be so wonderful as you are? Um, you know, they had all sorts of people cropping up. Seb Coe, how much she'd done for sport. Martina Lavratilova cropping up. And, uh, you know, she's, a, she's wholly admirable, you know, not just with her own um, with her own sons, but the amount of coaching that she did, uh, etc. Oh, you know, unpaid, all unpaid. Just people looked after her little boys while she coached them uh, up there in Scotland. Fantastic work that she's done. But, you know, you just want, don't want to see something that's just a complete hagiography. Mm. And, you know, I want to be the first person on TalkSport today to use the word hagiography. Um, but, you know, it was just, uh, it was weak, I thought. They could have done more about it. And I'd like to know more about, um, you know, not just Breakfast. Judy Murray, but British tennis generally, how with the masses of money they get from, uh, you know, they get from Wimbledon, we still can't manage to coach players into beyond the second round of the uh, Australian Open. As we've seen, there's Cameron Norrie's the only one that's uh, that's through of the of the British contenders. So um, I, maybe it was just that I didn't want to see a documentary about Judy Murray, um, which begs the question: <laughs> why, the did I, why did I watch? Why it? did you watch it? Oh, it professionally, it's a very good question. Yeah, pro right. Professionally, yes, I watched it for that reason, and also the fact that uh, having watched the uh, West Ham uh, Man United uh, Cup tie mm. and seen the pair of them stinking the place out at Old Trafford, um, I wanted to be uplifted. Yeah, it was one of those occasions. Where when, you know, the, the Man U West Ham Cup town, the BBC, when you really were sorry that they didn't get round to Mrs Brown's boys. Because <laughs> <You know, laughs> yeah. it, it was listed in the schedules, we never saw it. I know, so, oh, yeah, they just, that, that extra time was well worth it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Well, if you want to get away momentarily from the sport, uh, then Mike Ward, as always, is your man. He's got the non-sporting TV for us this afternoon from the start. Still a happy Brighton fan? Mike? Yeah, I have to explain last week when I said I was watching uh, Best Home Cook instead of... It was a superstition thing rather than a, a preference. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't want, want to leave you with the impression that I was that disloyal. No, no. I, I feel I can control results by doing things like that, you see. Yeah, and so... No, no, we all do We all we do all that. Do that. We we all totally if I don't watch, the do. boys will certainly win. Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you that's, take that to its logical conclusion, though. It kind of makes it a bit pointless. But the, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm a bit like work. you. I, I actually... I, I find it very difficult to watch... 
my team play. I think we all do, don't we, mm. to an extent? Of course it's we it's do, really yeah, difficult. Yeah. You don't get a great deal of pleasure. On television, no. you not just generally. No, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I like being there, but on yeah. TV, I find yeah, especially on TV. TV yeah, it's, is it's hard. It's more nerve wracking. It is really hard because you don't feel you can control it. You, you, you get that stupid thing where you feel if you're in the crowd, you are somehow part of something you are controlling in a weird way, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so tonight on Amazon Prime Video, yes. you can watch it whenever you mm. like, but it, it, uh, it's on to, um, Soulmates. It's yeah. available today, and this this sounds interesting. It's an interesting premise. It's a premise that it's, uh, one of the uh, Black uh, Mirror writers is is behind it, and the premise is that basically sometime in the not too distant future, every single person on the planet can take a small test, like a sort of DNA type test, that will identify they are their perfect ideal partner could be someone anywhere on the planet anywhere else on the planet and everyone has everyone on, in in the world has that perfect match obviously it needs the other person to have taken it as well otherwise um so that's the that's the basic idea behind it and each of these um episodes is a separate self-contained story which sort of takes that and runs with it in terms of well what are the implications what if somebody else doesn't take the test or what if you're already married you just dump your your husband or wife or whatever uh what if the other person gets the test but doesn't want to take you know so in, in other words it's, it's a very simple idea but which sort of branches out into all those sort of um complications that might emerge as a result of it and it's good is it mike yeah it is it's very good i mean i love black mirror so i love that kind of slight slightly sort of you know off kilter approach to something that's but at the same time quite sort of down to earth but weird at the same time if you see what i mean Okay, um, Stonehenge. Yeah. Uh, this, so that's this mm. is on BBC Two, nine pm tonight. And a fresh angle on Stonehenge. Is it? Who'd have thought it? Yeah, the Lost Circle River. Apparently, Stonehenge, as we as we know it, mm. uh, they've done loads of research. But for the last ten years, these people have been sort of doing all sorts of research and. The Stonehenge has been out there was is a completely different one than that was originally there. So it seems, as far as I can make out, there was a much much bigger circle, probably twice as wide, if not if not more, containing other stones, etc., etc. And they so it's been moved around. It's like it's had a makeover. It's had to, like Lawrence Dwell and Bowen's come along a few times and said, "Well, no, I think that stone should be shifted about sort of fifty yards to the right, or whatever." <laughs> so yeah, and, and and so it's it's it tells a completely different story. And also, it turns out to be about five hundred because of the, these foundings. It's about five hundred years older than they previously realised. So oh. I, I mean, Lawrence would have wanted them covered in velvet brocade. Velvet, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Ab- absolutely. You made quite the claim in your preview to this. I mean, if I could watch a documentary, uh, Mike, in which uh, the stones were delivered by Amazon Prime in yes. a van driven by a bloke called Christoph, then I'd certainly be... I'd want the evidence and I'd watch it. <laughs> well, so. this is how they got it. It's how they got there. Yeah, yeah it's how they got <laughs> there. Absolutely, yeah. I think he just left them on the doorstep and ran, but, you know. You know. <laughs> Greg Wallace is back on the telly tonight. Is he, wear, he often wears... You often see him these days in a hairnet with a white coat and walking around a factory. Don't you doing that that's, tonight? That's right. Not, and he's not even making a TV programme. <laughs> that's true. That's more worrying, really. It's, it's yeah. a worry. But, you know, everybody has yeah. you know, strange reactions to lockdown. Um, yeah, big week, big weekends with Greg Wallace. There's a new thing on uh, Channel 5 uh, going out. Now. I say new. It was actually recorded. This was going to be going out about a year ago initially. Right. And they pulled it at the last minute because it seemed a bit, I guess, inappropriate to be sort of celebrating the joys of, you know, travelling to all these big yeah. cities and enjoying festivals. And so it's appropriate now. Is it? They're it's not, out. but they're just. I, I think the we're well all really geared up to watching I Greg have a good time in Barcelona. I aren't we? The well has run dry, yeah. and oh, yeah. God, we're going to have to just, you know, just put it out there. People, you know, people are hardened to it now. So, but this first episode is particularly alarming because he goes to Barcelona and he goes to this street festival, hmm. and and there's a massive crowd out on the street. I mean, it makes you quite unsettled just watching it now because you're so used to sort of that feeling a bit odd. Uh, but in the middle of this festival, they do this traditional thing where they create a human tower. 
uh, two words that should never oh, really go together, yeah, really. Right. You know? mm, yeah. uh, so it's a huddle of people at the bottom, and then another huddle climbs on top, and there's ten humans high, effectively, and he watches this happening, and it's got a wobbling. So he doesn't join in. He's, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't he's not, join he's in. He's not on top. He doesn't, know. But there's this kid at the end of it. It's like sort of the, the, the cherry on the top. There's basically this kid who must can only be about 12 years old clambering to the top, and wow. it sort of signals the completion of the whole exercise. And then he, he talks to one of the organisers. He said, this is, you know, a bit kind of uh, dangerous. And he said... We've only lost, I think it's something like three um, percent uh, of the towers we've built wow. have fallen. Only three oh, percent. Only three oh, percent. That's, that's all right then. So yeah. that's a comfort. We'll carry on doing that. Yeah. Then. So okay, that's tonight on channel. Tomorrow night is the final of the Masked Singer. We understand, Mike. It is right, the final. Yeah. And I know I banged on about the Masked Singer, but yeah, I mean Sue Perkins and Gabrielle last week mm. were revealed as the dragon mm. and the harlequin respectively so we're now down as is always the case at this stage in any major competition we're now down to robin sausage and badger um <laughs> what a firmer solicitors they were <laughs> hello you want to be on that switchboard don't you good morning robin sausage and badger <laughs> have you got a clue who these people are i think i i don't i i don't i'm pretty sure sausages set blatter but i you know it's 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 hard <laughs> oh that would be brilliant wouldn't it what if it <laughs> is set funny. blatter jack warner he's robin all yeah all disgraced jack football warner. administrators wouldn't be great light entertainment for a saturday evening I would it really <laughs> Well, Nicola Roberts, who won last year, she's on the panel, so she'd, she'd, I'm sure she'd have a word with him if they were all unmasked and give, yeah. give you know, give them. She'll recognise Ricardo Teixeira. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, start, I mean, often they show the different versions of these from around the world. I mean, yes. are, are there channels showing the American ones and the? I German don't know if there's one of that. They have shown the American one. Oh, okay. The trouble is with the American one, you just like you take the mask of uh, you sit at home and Britain. Who? No, yeah. none the wiser. Who are you? It's Cliff from the yes. sitcom I've never watched. Yeah, there he is. Absolutely. I thought it might be him. Uh, Very true. Where are we at with Dancing I'm on dancing Ice? Dancing on Ice. We've been the last few night, minutes. We've it? lost yeah. another one. Um, Joe, Joe Warren Platt. Oh, right. uh, has had to pull out. He's, he's tested positive, so he, he's he's from Emmerdale. Right, so he's okay, another okay. one's got. I don't know whether they've got yet another. I, I don't. I think we are down to the concussion subs now. I don't know whether they've announced it because it, it, it's literally breaking news that I'm bringing you. I've never been able to yeah. say that before. <laughs> we should end the breaking news stab. That would have been good. With the, um, too late. Matt Richardson, who, who's worked here in, in, yeah. in one of our sister stations, we've spoken to before. He, mm. uh, he yeah, and he lasted two hours. Had him out. I mean, it didn't <laughs> give him much of a chance to work his way. Bit harsh, in. I thought. Yeah, he yeah. came in as a sub and yeah. didn't have a great first dance because it was his first like, one. They kicked him out. It's like, well, yeah, just not no time to warm up. I mean, the ones who start off, they get, you know, the, the, they, they split it into two um, sections. So the ones who, in week two, you've got people who've had probably several weeks to, to rehearse. I don't know whether the subs do any sort of, you know, I, I guess they've probably done a little bit of rehearsal beforehand just in case yeah. they get they get called on. But Training, isn't it? It's, uh, yes, it's a bit yeah. harsh. He should have got some, yeah. some sort of buy or whatever to at least, to at least the following week. But yeah, it's a brutal world, Ice Dance as I think we've said before. Oh, it's, oh it certainly is a brutal yeah. world, yeah, yeah. My wife will be very upset if we don't mention the great pottery throwdown. She's a big fan. Terracotta week. Terracotta oh, week. I am too. I love it. I love the bloke who starts crying every time he sees <laughs> something. He, like, he goes, oh, that's so beautiful. And he just bursts yeah. into tears. I know. It's brilliant. I do, I do oh, that yeah. a lot when I see pottery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'll be bursting into tears tomorrow tea time. <laughs> yeah, the pictures from the Etihad. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We will do it all again on Monday. Andy will be back with me 
and Motti will join us to reflect on all the weekend's football. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. If you can join us from one on Monday, great. If not, then don't forget the podcast is always available from around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.